welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of uh, Mayan gods with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the Corn God, and I'm joined by... Justin. Uh, wow. That's, uh, Adam, the god of brain, I guess? And Debbie, the god of wealth. There you wow. go. <laughs> wow. This is a uh, podcast about board games where we play board games in our collections and then we bang on about them for a little while in an effort to get through the games that are in said collections. Uh, today we are going to be talking about, uh, and I'm probably butchering the name here, Zolkin the Mayan Calendar, which is a game from, uh, let's see, 2012. It's a game about putting dudes down, taking dudes off, and getting corn to feed your people and building materials and just building a building a cool civilization in one Mayan calendar year. Uh, I'm going to, this, this is one that Adam owns, so I'm going to let him do the uh, back of the box there. Oh, hey, uh, the Maya was a highly developed civilization known for its unique arts, complex architecture, sophisticated mathematics and advanced knowledge of the visible universe. Uh, at the heart of their society was the mysterious Zolkin, a 260 day calendar that used the movement of the planets to predict the right time to plant seeds, perform ceremonies, and build monuments. Will you become one of the oh, one of the Aja, the leader of the Mayan, the leaders of the Mayans tribes, worshiping the gods and leading your civilization to prosperity? The center of the game is the Zolkin calendar, a set of gears that rotate, uh, a set of gears that rotate through the rounds of the game. Your planning will need to account for con. For continually changing, for the continually changing game board. Wow, this is a doozy. Um, harvest crops, extract resources, and build monuments. And beware the wrath of the gods. All right, sounds sounds rad. Uh, yeah, so this is a game uh, in the firmly set in the like Euro game category. And like when you get this bad boy out, if you haven't like fully researched what's going on here, it's, it's probably going to terrify you because there's a, there's a lot of gears. Uh, but the like uh, the, the game board is separated into a bunch of different pieces that you'll have to set up together. Uh, and uh, there's going to be five little gears that you put down and one big ass gear that you put in the middle. And this is where uh, I don't know the, the magic happens. This is the this is the representation of that Mayan calendar that we were talking about in the in the blurb there. Uh, so once you've painstakingly put this thing together and sort of like uh, gotten over the fear of playing this damn thing, uh, you're going to uh, go ahead and get yourself uh, this is a game that starts off with uh, four players, so you get yourself your color and then you you, uh, you start to, you random up some buildings and then some monuments which are sort of like end game sort of buildings that you can build. You only get a certain number of monuments, but I believe the buildings get uh they get divided into like two ages so like once you get through half the year you'll flip over to uh new funkier buildings but those sort of keep refilling as you go through the game uh you give somebody the first player marker and then you get to pull out some wealth tiles which are just like here's some stuff that you start with and those can be things from you know corn which is your food source so anytime you need to feed people or do stuff you gotta spend corn uh you can have uh you can get some wood uh stone gold which are your building materials uh you can get uh you can get advancements on the uh, uh science is it sci- science Ad- achievements i don't know it's like a scientific achievements 
track, of which there are four rows and three columns. Well, there's a fourth column, which is kind of like a, a bonus column, but there's three columns which have like various levels of bonuses on them. And these are tracks that you'll like continue to go up throughout the game and that give you a little bit of a boost when you do certain things on the various gears. Um, you can also get uh, you get movement up these like god tracks. There's like a brown and a yellow and a green god. And you can you can make your way up those trackers uh, and that gets you points at the end of the game. Um, or th- sorry, I guess I should say throughout the game as well as at the end of the game. Um, yeah, and then there's like crystal skulls, but don't don't worry about those. This is, we we don't talk about the crystal skulls. Uh, so you're gonna start off with a bunch of stuff, and it's all gonna be kind of different for every person depending on what you pick. Uh, then you are going to get into the meat of the game, which is pretty simple uh, in terms of like what you're allowed to do. Uh, you get to either put some dudes down or you get to take some dudes off the gears. So at the beginning of your turn, if you, I mean, if obviously you have no dudes down, you, you put some dudes, you put some dudes down because otherwise you can't take them off if they're not down. Anyway, so you're going to go ahead and you're going to take your dude and you're going to put them on the first available space that is on one of the five outer gears, uh, which correspond to sort of like the green one is like farming and stuff. There's a brown one, which gets you just like random assortment of resources. There's the, I, I'd say, red reddish reddish brown one it's not really we'll say red uh, which is the like advancement scientific advancement and buildings track there's the yellow one which is the um uh i don't know wild card i have no idea what this one is about it's like spending corn to do stuff uh and then the the blue one is the uh the one where you can go on and get uh advancements up the god trackers pretty easily um and you get a lot of points depending on how far up this tracker you go uh but you have to spend crystal skulls to be able to utilize those squares uh but i'm getting ahead of myself because what you're going to do is you're going to plonk a dude down and that that dude's going to go down and then they will remain there until you take them off and they're going to be going on a merry ride uh so the way it works is like one round uh so if we start with let's say justin he'll put down a guy on the green track and he'll spend zero corn because like the first person you put down is free uh pretty much uh and then uh the next one he if he decides to put down another one that's going to cost him another corn as well as however many corn is like set up on the tracker so like putting more guys down during your turn is more expensive and it gets more expensive as you go so like the next guy you put down is one and then the guy after that is two corn and then if you happen to have another guy you could spend three corn plus however much it takes you to get onto the track so you can actually put yourself down completely on like the green tracker and just monopolize the whole thing but you got to have a lot of corn lying around to be able to do it so the way it will work is that justin will put down one or two guys here or there and him being the first player he'll probably pick the the zeroth space which means that he doesn't have to pay a lot and then it'll pass to the next person the next person will put down their people and they can either go into an unoccupied zero space on one of the other trackers on one of the other gears or they can sort of just take over the first empty spot that you know justin hasn't scooped up and then you'd have you have to pay corn to be able to go onto those further spaces but they get you a little bit further along these trackers and we're going to go around until everybody has either uh, passed or put all their dudes down and then what you're going to do is you're going to like crank the big gear in the middle one space forward one space clockwise counterclockwise counter 
What? Yeah. Counter. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counter? Who Who does this? Uh, counterclockwise, and that's going to make all of your other gears move clockwise, because that's how gears work. And uh, so all of the people are going to, like, bump up one space. And so on future turns, uh, when, it, when it comes around your turn again, you decide to take those people off, you'll be one step further along the little gear to be able to take stuff off. And usually um, the stuff further up is uh, better, because, like, in, for example, in the, uh, in the building tracker, which is sort of the red one, you know, the first square is like, oh, you can spend a resource or two resources or three resources, depending on how far you are along the, the advancement tracker. And you can get a further advancement. So if you're on that, like, if you're just starting off and you want to get that first, uh, that first advancement for the, uh, for like getting better corn production or whatever, you just have to spend one resource and you'll get to move up one. But going further along that track, uh, you know, if you have the resources available, you can build a building and all the buildings are nuts and they do all sorts of things. They can get you more corn, they can get you points, they can get you, uh, free advancements they can bump you up on the god tracker if you go further along that uh that gear you get to do like oh if you want to you can do two advancements on this one turn or build two buildings or build a monument or um i can't really remember what that last one is it has to do with uh you can gods, spend a corn to use a space on any of the trackers but it costs you one corn for that privilege Thank you. So, yeah, so all the all the spaces are kind of different and like usually the last two spaces are like, you know, do whatever you want on any of the other spaces. Um, as well as there's a rule that like if you happen to miss a space by like one or two, you can still use the spaces that are below you, but it again costs you more corn because everything is for the most part just corn based around here. It's it's food. You got to pay people in food, I guess. Um, and so that's essentially the game is you're putting guys down, you're waiting until the, uh, the calendar advances to such a point that you start to take your guys off and trying to build buildings or get further up the advancement trackers or uh, getting further up the god tracks or just like putting down skulls and like, uh, you know, using using the, the, uh, using the blue uh, wheel and using the skulls to get extra points and you're just trying to get uh, the, just a lot of points and you get points through the various ways that I've already gone over. So that's pretty much it. You, you, you crank this gear uh, along until you sort of... Um, you hit the uh, the 90 degrees. I don't know how far along that would be. Uh, but anyway, there's like spots marked on the on the gear on the big gear in which you have to feed your people. So you have to keep some corn around to be able to feed them. And I think it costs like two per person at the beginning of the game. And then there are buildings you can get to make that easier uh, on yourself if you want. We could mathematically figure this out, by the way. There's 27 days on that calendar. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's, it's way too much work. And it's not evenly split. It's not evenly split split four ways yeah um i don't remember like what the how many turns there are in between them but uh you know it is it's just the situation in which like every every i'm just gonna say 90 degrees or every every there's regular intervals in which you'll have to pay your workers so if you happen to get more workers from the yellow tracker uh you'll have to pay more corn i think you can have up to six workers um so you, you gotta kind of keep an eye on that or you'll lose some points it's nothing too terrible but you know uh it is what it is as well as like i think every 180 degrees you'll actually score uh points on the or no every every 90 you score points on the uh on 
on the god track as well. So you can get points as you go through the game, as well as like the big bang at the end when you get like your monument bonuses and god bonuses. And uh, the god tracker is interesting too, because there's also like resources as you climb higher on the various uh, various trackers. So the higher up you are on the brown tracker, you can get some stone. If you're high up on the yellow one, you can get some gold. The green one has uh, wood and like a crystal skull for some reason. And if you happen to be the first person to get to the very tippy top, uh, you get to be the only person at the tippy top. I don't know if you just become a priest or something, uh, but that is, you know, you've you've taken over that tracker and that sort of dissuades people from trying to continue up uh, that particular track. And it also gives you a little bit of a nice bump in the points, depending on which track you're looking at. You're the chosen one. The Neo of the middle of the jungle, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, you were the chosen one of that god or something. I don't know. The the finest priest. So, so that's essentially the point system, right? Is like points that you've gained throughout the game, points that you've achieved uh, by being higher up on the god tracks, um, uh, buildings, and then also like there's some token resource uh, payouts if you if you have them. So every skull is worth like three or whatever. If you just were hoarding a bunch of them, like some sort of. I don't know, collector of see-through skulls. Um, So anyway, that's essentially the game. You put stuff down and you pick stuff up and hope that people don't don't ruin your day. Because there's one other fun little square, which is just like, in in any other game, it's just like kind of ordinary. So it's like the the way you get first player is you can use one of your guys to go sit on this, this square. And at the beginning of the next turn, you get to collect corn equal to how many gear turns there have been since the last time someone snapped up the first player token but also everyone gets a bonus that it ev- that like once per game you can move the days forward uh which can be fun because uh you can really just fuck people's plans right up by just like shunting them forward a couple of gears uh, a couple of days and you know and and sometimes making them skip over to like when everybody needs to get fed uh so i don't know how that works out in terms of like what the what the game is trying to get at other than i think that it might be just like you become a new chieftain or something and everybody has a big party for a couple of days um yeah who but other than that, it's just like it's getting the first player token. And that is a power that you can only use once unless you manage to get to the top of one of the god tracks. And then I guess you get to, I don't know, bend time again. But that's pretty much it. Uh, putting dudes onto the gears, taking them off at an opportune time so that you can exercise your strategy of either getting really uh, flush on the blue temple so that you can get high up on the god track and like getting extra bonus points from that. Or if you want to be the architect and build super cool cities uh or if you just want to i can't remember what some of the other i mean all the other ones are more or less just like building stuff and trying to not let your people starve so i mean it's mostly buildings and gods and the weird crystal skull uh crystal skull uh uh, wheel um and that and that's that's pretty much the game it's very it seems complicated but it's much simpler in execution but there is still a lot going on there's enough to make it uh make it an interesting little experience uh did i miss anything important I don't think so. No, I don't think you missed anything important. Did I miss anything unimportant? Well, little fun fact for you. So oh each Lord. age is 13 turns. You do the last day twice, so it's two rounds of 13. So it's 7-6-7-6 six, six between feeding cycles. Huh. 
13 being an auspicious number. That is very auspicious. I don't know what else to say about this. Um, all of the like, all of the gears are like set up based on the names of real places, so um, you can look those up and figure out the pronunciation yourself. Uh, because I will butcher them. Um, Would you like to butcher one or two? Uh, I know Chichen Itza. Um, there's also Tikal. I cannot read the rest of these on what I have on my screen. So there's two. And that's what the, uh, that's sort of, the, so the blue one is Chichen Itza, which is like the big, um, most famous version of these temples that you can find these days. I've been there. It's pretty cool. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than my, my, my trips to Mexico aside, um, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I like this game. It's fun. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's not super arduous for a, uh, game that looks wildly complicated. Um, but you know, it's, it still has enough going on with it that, you know, it's, uh, it keeps you thinking, but it's not, I don't find it too terribly taxing. Um, I like the gear system. That's pretty neat. You can always sort of see where everything's going, and it, I think they do it in a way that it's uh, pretty, very unique looking. As well, it's like it's you know, there's no obfuscation involved in what everybody is like able to do at any particular time. You're always going to be able to do exactly one of two things. Uh, so there's no like major surprises. Everything's kind of out in the open. The buildings uh, give a little bit of variety in how you play things because like maybe you're only really going for trying to be going up the advancement track but you know just going up the advancement track is boring when you could be buying buildings that let you do that so there's a lot of things going on here and i think it's it's a it's a fun little game uh and definitely like the gear system is what makes it stand out and unique and interesting in terms of like a visual spectacle uh, when we played it yesterday on board game arena the board game arena system is not a complete tire fire so it's pretty good for playing online um so uh i mean if you're interested in this after our little discussion here you know you can go always go check that out i can't remember debbie is it one that you need to have a, a paid member for no you do not oh there you go so you can pop your ass over to boardgamearena.com still they're not paying me at all but you can pop over there and you can give this one a shot and it uh it does a good job especially because it takes care of all the weird uh rondel uh gear thing for you so you don't constantly like make things go in the wrong direction uh the only weird thing about doing stuff on board game arena is anytime you undo it like replays the entire game from the beginning it makes you nauseous for a few seconds uh but other than that it was a really really great experience uh that I, that I had anyway uh, yesterday playing this game um, and uh, and yeah I think we played this in in person a couple times and I don't remember it being too hard to figure out there either and it's you know it's very visually appealing it's pretty cool um, you know there's nothing I don't think there's anything earth shattering about the systems that are involved here uh, aside from the the gears and stuff but I like how it keeps everything nice and simple with you know just the calendar aesthetic and the gears and everything is just just very very interesting to play. It's nice to look at, uh, and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't know anything other than that, really. If you think that uh, if you think it looks cool, just wait till you see one with painted gears. If you go on Board Game Geek, you can look at some of the pictures of people who've really taken their Zulkin boards to the next level and have sat there. And you know, these guys are obviously people who are more adept at painting than I am, anyways. And uh, they they go in there and and paint all the gears and make them look really 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 cool uh this game is is a game this game is like one of my favorite games 
I always have a good time playing it. I I love the gear system. I think it is a very flashy game, which is super. I mean, it's 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 nice. Whenever you go to a uh, board game convention or something like that, there's always you can you always see a crowd that sort of starts to gather around around uh, like the Zolkin players uh just because it is uh, you know like this this interlocking gear system is something that really catches the eye and and people really love to love to see it you know like they they'll come over and they'll ask you about it and stuff like that uh it does look very complex and then but then at the same time it's not that bad once you once you kind of get into it um I don't know. This is a, this is a, it's just a game that I've always, I've always loved. And it's, and again, it's, I think it's for a lot of the things that were touched upon. Like it's, it's one that you, uh, it's, it's one that like, there's no hidden information. Like everything is just kind of out there on the table. Like, boom, here it is. And it's, it, there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of planning multiple steps ahead. So if you, if you're at all, uh, you know, like a chess fan or something like that, you'll, you'll, I find that you'll take to this pretty easily. Um, the theme is, is, I mean, interesting enough, right? Like they, I think that they've now, I don't know how historically accurate any of this is, nor do I really care to go and, uh, try and dig into the, the historical accuracy of a board game. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I think for what it is, like it's, it's fun. Um, it's just a, it's just a good time. Yeah. So, um, the, so the, the, the historic, historical accuracy, um, there's not enough in this game, um, to, I think really not be historically accurate. Like there's not really anything, um, there's not really anything labeling, I don't think. Like, it's not like they, there's nowhere in the game do they tell you what any of the gods uh, do or what they represent. They just happen to have three god tracks and they happen to show you, you know, what their, um, uh, kind of their, their image, their kind of classic, classic imagery of, of that god. They never really, um, yeah, I, I like they're not really they're not really tied to what they were about. Yeah, exactly. Like I think it's very much just uh an art style more than it is a historical significance. Um which I can appreciate. I think that it's it's very much that rapper idea. Um I think it would be a lot more kind of towing the line and a little more dangerous if they were trying to tie some actual, you know, cultural significance to them. Um, but I think they're, I think they really are just kind of trying to utilize the eye catching, um, artistic style of kind of your, um, more mainstream Aztec Mayan, um, art, I guess. Um, so I, I think it's actually really smart. Um, it is, it's a lot like kind of when you go to Mexico, you always do end up, um, I, like that's how they, that's how, a lot of time. That's how they make their money. Right. Is that it's like selling these quintessential, what everybody kind of has an idea in their mind of what, you know, um, Mexico looks like, or, or <laughs> uh, the, those images that get tied to it for good or bad reasons doesn't really matter. Um, 
they kind of uh, they kind of utilize that, right? And they just kind of take it on and and just you know, I mean, if you're a tourist and those are the kinds of things that you're going to buy, and I think that they did that with this game. They put a wrapper on it that just happens to be very aesthetically pleasing and kind of um, not taboo, but just not uh, not what you would normally typically see, I guess, in English. North American, you know, Eastern European countries, or sorry, Western European countries. Well, you're not going to see me Eastern either, but regardless. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Western Europeans. Bro, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's it's that one kind of, um, it's, it's one of those cultures that just happens to be well known and yet not well known. There's a lot of unknown. And I think that there's a lot of... Um, mystery around the Mayans and um, a lot of hype around the whole calendar and the end of the world. And I mean, we won't go into that. I did study archaeology as well. So um, I do have a bit of a background in that. Um, and And I can honestly say that there's really nothing in this game that screams anything about the actual reality of, of what was down there. And there's nothing really, I, I don't think, poorly signified. So um, I think they just really grabbed something that happens to happens to you know kind of tickle people's fancy and be different and and i mean it's a huge selling point for them i kudos to them for that i mean there's a lot of people that think that there's a lot of like death and scariness that happens with the mayans and mystery and so hey i mean why not take a hold of that and use it yeah build on the mythos i mean i agree with adam very much i think that this is a it's a great game it's very uh, I think it's very classic worker placement with a new spin. Um, the gears kind uh, of what? Oh, spin of the gears! <laughs> wow! Oh, yeah, man. get in on it. I know it's a gear joke. Oh. Uh, so I, it, you know, like it's just it's just kind of this new um, variable, this new flavor that got added to your standard worker placement um, by having you know, that, that movement and having basically like Tom said, you're on a merry-go-round and you, you got to get off at the right time. Um, you can, there, there is quite a bit of strategy in this, in the sense that, um, you can have this idea in your head where you want to have, you know, some sort of resource off of three different tracks. Um, and so, you know, you put all three of your workers out and then the next turn comes along and you're like, yeah, but I don't want to take anything off. What I want is a little further down. (laughs) And I mean, you kind of hoop yourself a little bit, right? So, you know, there's a lot of patience to be had in this game. And I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that it's, you know, it kind of teaches you that you, you need to, um, yeah, you need to be willing to just kind of hold back and not do everything all at once. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, because it will kind of come back and bite you. Um, there's there's advantages. And, uh-oh, patience is virtue. Here you go. Um, and I like that about this game. I think that it just kind of taps into that really well. And it's a, it, it is a very kind of, kind of different spin on a, on a normal, relatively normal Euro mechanism. And so it just adds a little bit of a little flair. Yeah. I know the, uh, I, I know the whole, uh, thing where you have to, you have to do one of the two things. So if you don't have any guys to put down, you have to take one off. I know that that ruined me a couple times where I was like, 
Uh, but I don't, I don't want to take any of these guys off. Me They're, as well. I need them to be on the merry-go-round longer. <laughs> uh, but you have, you gotta, you gotta take them off. And then once you take them off, that's your whole turn, right? Like you can't, you don't get to mix and match. You have to pick, are you putting dudes down or are you taking them off? And you have to do one or the other, which, yeah, really, really makes it so that uh, you're like, oh, oh, but I wanted a skull, but I gotta take a guy off. But I also need a lot of food because people are starting to starve. And that's not great for morale. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's got a lot of interesting little pieces to it. You might say that it has a lot of moving parts. Oh, gear <laughs> joke number two. <laughs> so, uh, get the counter. Get the counter. Here's another fun fact for you. Uh-oh. Uh The there is no architectural evidence of a crystal skull ever existing in the Mayan civilization. They were made popular in Europe in the 19th century um, by jewelers out of uh, Germany, uh, selling them as antiquities to the uh, burgeoning antiquity market. Typical. Between that and Indiana Jones, I mean. Oh yeah. I think I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think I think it's a nod to Indiana Jones more than anything. I think so as well. But uh, yeah, this is. I mean, I'm I'm. I, I think I'm generally uh, on the fence about most euro euros, but uh, I enjoyed this one. It, it rewards having a good amount of forethought. The ha- uh, the having to take or put a worker on. Uh, just just messed with me because i just wanted to put my workers there and then i just wanted to leave them i didn't want to take them off um but yeah that's just one of those fun little strategies there it does feel like a game that could be mathed out for sort of optimal plays um but i think sort of the mechanisms that stop that from happening uh too much is when you're playing with other players you don't know what turn order you're going to necessarily be in so they might beat you to the punch and then it's a suboptimal move and you have to kind of think about that because sure you can get a better reward early by putting your worker further up the track but you might not have the food to pay for him and then you know you got to feed him later and i also like that the buildings and the wonders are randomized each game because that can kind of give you something to aim towards rather than just you know trying to get points from the the crystal skull track and the chitsen it's or um in favor you know uh getting favor from the gods um as you get those points throughout the game so yeah i i like how there are mul- it seems like there are multiple ways to to kind of get to that victory point and how the actual worker placement is very simple you pick one of the five tracks and you put down a guy and that's it uh you know you don't have to worry about somebody you know getting there first or not being able to do that action or not be able to pay for that resource um it, it simplifies things but then puts the complex aspects of the game in in that gear system and that uh, kind of that calendar idea um which is which is really interesting because it it makes for some very potential early game analysis paralysis, I think, when you're kind of trying to think six turns ahead, where's my guy going to be? Okay, wait, do I need to have that to pay for that, to pay for that, to do that? And then, uh, you know, if you're like me, everything just falls apart in around turn five and you just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, poor Justin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is a game that uh, you have to pay attention to. Uh <laughs> If you absentmindedly play this game, uh, you're not going to do well, and all your people are going to starve. So, uh, you know, just something to keep in mind. 
Justin also being the winner of the most undoes award yesterday. That was. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just the problem is, is that like you know it wouldn't be so bad if it was an undo, but then you but in board game arena, the fact that it just like completely redoes every step of the game, <laughs> and then and then gets you back to the point one turn previous or the start of your turn kind of thing. It's like oh god, the moving pieces that. <laughs> At about 5,000 times speed. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there's a, like, I'm I'm also, in, in my overview, I was also glossing over a few of the, like, complexities, because, like, the food tracker isn't just, isn't just a food tracker where you put a guy down and then eventually you're going to get a bunch of food. No, there's also, like, there's also, like, tiles that you, you anything past the first tile, or the first uh, first square section is, like, the first section is like fishing and then every other section has like a limited number of corn corn tiles on it. Um and as you go further up and up that track, there's like also wood tiles are on top of the corn tiles. So getting further along the track right off the bat gets you a bunch of wood, but not food. Um but unless you're willing to like get rid of the the um the the wood on top and like burn the forest and piss off the gods and get that sweet sweet corn underneath. So there's even in like the early stages of this and on the most simple track or the uh, the most vital track I guess is like it's a bit of a nightmarish tr- kind of uh decision that you have to make. It's like do I want a shitload of uh wood and keep the gods happy or do I just want to burn this thing down and get like 12 corn? Like yeah, there's a and that can especially like you can get really hooped if someone if either someone like moves the tracker moves the thing up on you when you're not expecting it especially in situations like that when you were like really banking on getting a bunch of corn and uh they can like move you too far or not far enough or if you're really not paying attention like they can actually just boot you right off the gear entirely depending on how far up you are so yeah there's a there's a lot going on that other people can sort of like cause you some real grief it's all in good fun though um so it's you know it's it, it, it's it's good it's good time it's good time and uh, i don't know we didn't we weren't swearing at each other too much trying to think no no just the oh, usual yeah, amount you, yeah you took a monument from me and i was like did you take that just to screw me and you're like no i don't know what i'm doing i'm like okay cool it checks out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that uh that that is the one thing about the board game arena is i find i pay less attention to what anyone else is doing because you have to scroll down to look at their board states um so i i was just kind of watching the main board in my little player area and just going on like that yeah online is definitely not the ideal way to play and hopefully hopefully mercifully they this will be gone the way of the dodo soon uh but uh yeah i mean in terms of if this game were on like tabletop sim i think i'd probably be tearing my hair out unless it was you know really well scripted so i couldn't imagine like trying to get those little things onto a onto the gears like trying to like maneuver the physics to turn the gear yeah no that's just asking for a whole hoop of problems that's just asking for two physics objects to interact improperly and explode the table i feel like yeah i feel like this game would be an absolute headache if not scripted like fully and completely in uh in tabletop sim <laughs> it'd probably just be easier to just pl- plonk down an ipad item item and then just navigate to board game arena <laughs> yikes <laughs> just a tablet that opens up board game arena in tabletop yeah, exactly. simulator <laughs> like the worst way to play this game <laughs> online <laughs> <laughs> 
Is everyone's playing on their own iPads? Oh, God. Oh, it's a nightmare. Anyway, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to add about this bad boy? Uh, no, I don't be scared. It's a little, it's a little scary looking, a little overwhelming. It's it's kind of fun looking too. Any game where you're like, you're going, you're going to, you're going to make it, put it together. And it's like, oh, there's, there's a bunch of gears in here. (laughs) What am I getting myself into? Oh, Lord. It's okay. It'll be fine. Check Games Edition knows what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I do like the uh, comment you made about the um, uh, painting the the gears, Adam. Those are some pretty cool designs. They're sweet, man. Super cool. Uh, the the creativity that some people have, and the the patience, and just their like, just their strict ability to uh, to be able to to paint those gears in that manner is so impressive to me. Yeah, no kidding. And they like you can get some get the 3D printer out and like make some little pyramids that you can help uh, help help let you turn the dials and stuff. Oh, that would be so cool. Mhm. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I get <laughs> get get that get the call into your friend with the uh, 3D printer and get them going now. Here I am, like just just about to go on to Etsy and see if like you know somebody's <laughs> just got some made that are ready to ship. Like send it, you know. You do know a few people with 3D printers, so I I've been yeah I've been told. I'll bring over some pyramids along with those uh yeah uh, uh, wood chips for you. Yeah yeah yeah. We still have to do the wood the great wood swap of 2021. Boy oh boy, that can't get taken the wrong way now, can it? Ooh. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So enough enough talking about my wood. Um, so uh, on to reviews here. Uh, yeah, I I really like this game. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I don't think there's you know there. I don't know that there's like a ton to write home about, but it does package up like I think Debbie said. You know, it it, it has pretty standard worker placement uh, or worker. I don't know what the hell Justin likes calling it. Worker putting down and removing mechanics and like getting resources and and all that stuff is all pretty standard but i like the gear mechanism does make a huge difference i think in terms of just how the game plays and how everything's laid out really in a really cool way and uh it's a pretty satisfying game to play and you know there's a lot of different ways to attack a victory i think um and they're all you know pretty valid i think i did one where i was like i'm just gonna see what happens if i just get a shitload of crystal skulls and then another one i was like uh trying to make a bunch of buildings and they both you know worked out pretty good um so yeah this game is is pretty decent um in my review scale is uh, scale is quote unquote scale uh, is uh would I keep this or would I throw it away if it were in my collection? I don't own this one. If I had it, I would definitely keep it around because it is an interesting little piece of uh, machinery and it's a good time. Um, I can't see myself chucking it out if I had it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go rush out and get it. Uh, it might be one that I keep my eye out for, but I definitely recommend that if it sounds interesting, you know, go check it out. Go check it out on the on, on the online board game arena or whatever you kind of have available to you. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's uh, it, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, Justin. Hey, you, you know, I don't know if it's that scary. It, it kind of reminds me like of one of those old like Hasbro board games or something where it had a little like toy mixed in with it, you know, like 13 Dead and Drive or something. Uh, mm, maybe that's where, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, and then, and then 
and then it's it's not as you know quote unquote a fun but it, it is pretty cool and I, I really enjoy that gear aspect i think that's probably the main driving point of the game like nothing else uh stands out as special um you know if not for that central mechanic of the time passing and kind of rushing to put your workers down at the right time so to speak and where you want them to kind of bring this grand plan to uh fruition um you know that that is that is the core of this game without that it's fairly generic um but with that being said you know with that just that put down a worker take off a worker it keeps things very simple um my one main thing is it feels like something that might be like min maxed mathed out but um otherwise it's a it's a it seems it's a pretty good pretty good euro game i i quite enjoyed playing it um i wouldn't turn down another game uh it's not something that i see going into my collection i don't own it and i don't plan to buy it but um that's more just my play style and various uh, gaming groups rather than um anything bad about the game itself which i find uh well designed and uh an intriguing bit of fun so um, yeah, um, if you're into Euro games like that, I, I think this is probably a solid recommendation. But myself, um, not going to pick it up. How about you, Debbie? So I am on a five point scale, um, and I absolutely I give this a five out of five. Uh, this is the kind of game that um, they've they've taken kind of your classic Euro and added a player interaction piece, uh, which I, you know, the gears add, add that really to it. They add not only a talking point, they add a way to kind of, um, affect other people. And, you know, it's, everybody wants to turn the gears. Come on now. I mean, who doesn't want to do that in the board game? Um, yeah. So I, I quite enjoy that. I quite, I think that is a very successful kind of sp- I mean, relatively small piece that's added kind of nothing but um, gain to the to the game itself. Um, it's super fun to play uh, when you kind of uh, if you I think if you read the rules, I think it probably gets a little confusing. But if you, you know, take the opportunity to to kind of play it through and and kind of do that step by step piece um once you figured it out like once that light switch turns on it's i it's actually really easy um nothing super difficult about it and it's just yeah it's just enjoyable i don't i don't really see any negative sides to this um art wise there's um i I can't really think of a whole lot that kind of competes with this. Um, it's a very typical Euro board. It's super busy. There's stuff all over the place. You have lots of things to look at on the board. Uh, it's very colorful, very kind of, I guess, Mexican style, Mayan style, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's like just in and of itself, you put the board together with the gears. Um, like the guy said, if you print it or paint it, sorry, then it, I mean, it just adds in and of itself. It is just beautiful to look at. So, um, super cool. I, I really don't see a whole lot of negative, um, to this game. So yeah, it's a five out of five for me. If you, uh, you should get it, pick it up, play it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Adam, how about you? Uh, yeah, this like I said earlier, this is one of my favorite games. This one is is easily in my top whatever ten games. Um, I 
we own it. I'm not getting, uh, I, I will not be getting rid of it ever. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece. My stuff is not painted, although I would love to no. either. What? I said, no. What do you mean? What? You are not paying somebody to paint it. He's trying to get, he's trying to prep, uh, the PO box, uh, you know, get yeah. The- He's hoping people just send him painted gears at some point. Got it. That'd be be awesome. Yeah, I would would love to get my hands on some painted gears. I'd love to get my hands on some little, like, quirky pyramids or something that can go on top of the gears, something like that. Um, I think that there's a lot of really sweet stuff that people have done with this. It is such a beautiful game, such a fun game. There's so many different decisions, so many variables in it. Um, It plays... It, it plays incredibly well at four. Uh, it plays less good. I will warn you, it plays less well at a player count lower than max. The reason uh, why I say that is because if you're playing less than max, you end up putting some, you end up put just putting some pegs, like putting some workers on from the player colors that aren't being used just as like dummy pieces so that there is, there's still that like, aspect of something being you know spaces being occupied kind of thing uh that particular bit doesn't work so well in my opinion um but at at the max player count this game is absolutely stunning and brilliant and i love it um also there is an expansion to it called tribes and something and i can't remember what what it is but it uh it adds a fifth player option as well as some stuff to kind of make it um, make it slightly more, everyone kind of has like a, a more unique play to it. Uh, so you get like different, different powers and stuff like that, that you can utilize. Uh, this is a nine out of 10 for me. There's not, there's not a whole lot you could do to make this thing better. I love it. Um, yeah, love it. Tribes and prophecies is what it's called. There you go. And there's 13 tribes and 13 prophecies and you end up, you know, randoming them out or whatever. And yeah, it's, a. Uh, it's a blast. It's a blast. Nine out of 10. Pick that thing up. So good. So good. Cool. 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 Well, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can, uh, share the, this episode out with a friend or friends or, you know, just other people, I guess. Um, if you want to really help us out, you can do rate and review and subscribe and all that junk. That'd be great. Uh, thanks in advance. If you have any feedback that you want to give us, you can fire us an email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you want to come and talk to me on Twitter, you can fire me at uh, Twitter, Twitter, no, Twitter, a tweet, a tweet. (laughs) You can find me at Team Rage Tom. And I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Justin, what you got? Hey, well, if you want to get a hold of me and tell me about your favorite piece of Mayan architecture, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Don't worry, uh, you can trust me. How about you, Debbie? Um, that was very disconcerting, but that's okay. Uh, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you like French Bulldogs, that's probably what you're going to see on my Instagram. <laughs> it's not very exciting. Um, nonetheless, uh, you guys can get us as a group at CGS Podcast on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys. We'd like to hear what you like, what you don't like. If there's anything you think that we should know, anything we should try, um, 
If you have any, I don't know, advice for us, let us know. We uh, love constructive feedback and we like to know that, you know, we're helping other people out. So uh, at CGS podcast on Twitter, Adam, how about you, Uh, Adam? Uh, You can get me on social media at For The Win. That's F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For The Win. We are currently investigating um, some nine foot tall, uh, scantily clad. Well, no, actually, she's really wearing like an old Victorian style dress. A uh, nine foot tall vampire mummy uh, that everyone's thirsty for right now in Resident Evil 8. Um yeah, come come thirst with us, I, I guess, or something. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It sounds like the kind of thing you don't want to open the doors for, man. That's nah, true. It's true. I mean, but like, why nine feet tall? Anyways, come check me on Twitch, Twitch TV slash for the win. Go check them out, everybody. And uh, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.